And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot podcast network. The HubSpot podcast network has other great podcasts you should go check out, like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Now, with the holidays just around the corner, you're probably thinking, what's next for you in the new year? What other shows are you going to listen to to level yourself up? Well, on the Success Story podcast, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, and I usually dive deep into the creative aspects of building a business. So if you are a creative, a creative business owner, or you're thinking about eventually becoming one, which at some point everybody kind of has to be because you have to be a little bit creative in how you build a business, how you market a business, and how you sell your product, all of that does require some creativity, but also for people that are hyper-focused on the creative niche. You may be interested in Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner. If you are into some of the following topics, you're gonna love this show. Project management and building systems for creatives, freelancers, or side hustlers, opening a retail store, rituals that inspire and evoke creativity, and taking time off as a business owner to focus on yourself, your creativity, and upskilling, You need to listen to Being Boss. They cover all these topics and more. You can listen to Being Boss on any of your favorite podcasting platforms or at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Hey, everyone. Just take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Longshot Leaders. It's a podcast that reached out to me that I just started listening to because I absolutely love them. It's hosted by my good friend, Michael Stein. It's edgy. It's different. He interviews absolutely everyone under the sun and speaks through their journey unpacks the biggest obstacles they've had to overcome to find success in whatever it is they've done in their life. So he interviews Academy Award winners, ex-cons, Holocaust survivors, sports heroes, you name it, he interviews them. And he himself also has a really interesting background. So Michael Stein's a host. He's an entrepreneur, writer, actor, filmmaker. He's also a stand-up comedian. So he kind of puts that all into the interview. And then he gets into the how, the why, the secrets of why people do what they do. It's really cool. I actually love the show. He reached out to sponsor, but I don't take any sponsorships, especially for podcasts, unless I actually like them and listen to them myself. So I listen to it. Highly recommend you check it out. That is Long Shot Leaders with Michael Stein. Today, my guest is Peter Hopwood. He is a global speaking coach, virtual speaking specialist, and TEDx coach. He teaches people how to define, craft, and tell clearer stories with stronger impact. He helps people bring more value, clarity, and engagement to their ideas. He helps executives, entrepreneurs, teams, and everyone in between to develop their speaking style in front of a crowd, in a virtual setting, 
to sell a product, gain investment, persuade, and deliver an impactful message. Today, we're going to speak about various speaking techniques, persuasion techniques that can help you communicate better and get what you want. Some of the things that we spoke about, uh, how to stand out, basic mistakes that people make when pitching, why the first 60 seconds is key, uh, one of the worst pitches he's ever heard, getting your nerves under control, thinking about your style and your tone, owning the pause, being different, telling stories. And once you've mastered all of that, how do you level yourself up and get on a TEDx stage? And he's going to give you some tips so that you can become an incredible in-person or virtual speaker. So let's jump right into it. This is Peter Hopwood, global speaking expert, virtual speaking expert, and TEDx coach. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, mean, I'll, I won't actually walk you through because it would take far too long to, to walk it. So what we'll do, we'll kind of... Um, <laughs> run at a fast pace and uh, and hopefully get here where we are right now pretty soon so it goes back to when you know i was um at art college i finished my studies and then i you know simply wanted to 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 work abroad i went to paris worked for disney um worked for different uh, communications companies lived in spain lived in hungary working for uh, different jobs but most of the time most of the time presenting a lot of it was actually presenting so sharing the same messages over and over again to get people to to listen to you and to get people to um well essentially buy from you trust you and buy from you so i i, I realized quickly early on that that the messages i'm sharing and how i'm feeling and the way i say something and the way i move and the tone of my voice, so all these different elements, they make a difference. They make a difference in how people feel about you, in, in how people, you know, start to trust you and their perception of you. So I started to, well, didn't start to, I had to. Sometimes it worked really well. Sometimes it didn't work well at all. So looking at ways to really adjust the, the ways I, the way I was sharing my presentations really sort of fascinated me and uh and I, I you know it gave me this kind of i had a talent for it already but it, it gave me more confidence to to get better outcomes by changing small things small behaviors thinking more about the words i was sharing and and the meaning of those words and how i share those share those words as well so all that comes together uh and uh, fast forward to today where i help people to do exactly the same thing. So helping people to, to find their story, to find all stories, it depends. Helping people to grab attention, helping people to put those stories together and deliver them in the right way to whatever audience they have. So that may mean on a stage, uh, a CEO has to um, deliver a, a, a keynote at a conference, or it may mean a team team leader needs to have more confidence and share their messages with their team. Or, as you mentioned before, it might be a, a somebody who's you know gearing up for their moments, their real moment on a TEDx stage, and making sure their fifteen minutes or so of of content that that story is as sharp and as as strong as possible. So, um, doing it actually not somebody who's just kind of 
thought about it and and um and sharing sharing ideas to help people in a way that you know i haven't done it before i did it i i've had a long career of of presenting let's say of 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 doing this to help people do exactly the same so when people come to you what is the the type of person that usually starts to work with you do people come to you earlier on, or is it a wide range people have a specific event i'm just trying to understand what that looks like yeah yeah so i mean there's all different types of people for different outcomes so if it is let's say a tedx speaker or somebody who's already been accepted um as a tedx speaker for a tedx uh, event mm-hmm. they've got what they they've, they have their their idea they have what they want to share but they just need a little bit more um they want to have it more polished they want to make sure their messages are really stronger and they want to deliver it in the right way so often they come to me and and uh, and say listen peter i need you to to shape this and tell give me your opinion and and i want to have my 15 minutes when it finally gets on youtube i want to get as many likes and, and hits as i can uh and uh, and help help me in my career so so that might be one thing another another person might come to me and say listen i have a team of people i'm a team leader i have a team of people um some are really good at uh, sharing their messages communicating what they do and 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 connecting with with potential clients some are not so great so i would like you to come in and help us all bring up our our confidence bring build up how we share our messages and, and make sure we're all of us as i say getting closer to the outcomes that we want in in terms of more business so it's a, a wide range of people some people are very confident and they just need more help in terms of the content and really really hitting those the 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 emotional side let's say of their audience or their key messages have to be stronger and sharper and and more concise or it might be somebody that hasn't had much experience in front of a crowd and it's kind of like playing trying to juggle so many things at at the same time um and then moving forward for that final performance let's say or that final talk in front of a in front of a crowd so it's a whole all shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. of different levels different outcomes um so so really at the beginning it's it's a a question of, of me really sitting down and listening listening to how they see themselves listening to what they want listening to how the the perception or the perception they think others have of them how that plays into everything so at the beginning it's all about listening listening Mm -hmm. to them and then finding out really what it is that's going to help them because something for one person may not be the right thing for someone else so um so yeah it's it's a it's an intriguing uh interesting beginning of of a of a of a coaching relationship <laughs> so and and i think that there's sort of two things that we can that will hopefully we'll touch on a little bit of both i think that there's probably some best practices that you teach over to literally everybody who comes to you i'm sure that there's different various levels but i'm sure there's like some some main key points that for somebody who's speaking, they should definitely take away. And then I want to also go into all the, the work that you're doing now with like the virtual stuff, because some of those key points probably translate, but some of them probably don't as well. So, so let's, you know, this is, this is your domain. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to ask you when, when somebody wants to be a better speaker, 
what are what are the main things that somebody has to be cognizant of when they're going on stage? Yeah, okay. So so I mean the first thing I, I would ask them, I would say I would ask them but the first thing is, you know, why do you want to do this? You know, what what's your what's the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. What what do you want to achieve? What do you want people to feel? What do you want people to think after you've finished? What do you want them how do you want them to change their perception of of your messages? What what are your key messages? And through the answers, that gives me a lot of a lot of data and a lot of information. And then based on that, as I say, I would then cr- try to create the right path for them to go forward. But but generally, a, a lot of people, for a lot of people, um, the, the idea of, of awareness, the idea of being aware of of how they share their messages mm-hmm. is, is number one, right? So re- regardless of whether they're really good already or, or maybe need a lot of help and a lot of support, awareness, being aware, whether we're great or not, is, is a really important thing. So being aware of how we move, being aware of how people see you, right? So one of the first things is is working on how calm they are, how in control they are. Because when we see somebody or hear somebody who's actually in control, when I say in control, not controlling, mm-hmm. but just in control of how they share their messages, in control of their body, in control of the anxiety that all of us have, we all have it. It's just that some of us can control it better, some of us not. So helping them to, to look at themselves and see how they're moving, see how they, how they move when they're on camera, listen to themselves, getting, getting them to really understand their voice, how their voice sounds the perception of their voice, different ways to shape your voice to create, again, create a better outcome. For example, fast, if we speak fast, often when we speak fast, what happens is the tone goes high. And if it's, if it's slightly higher tone, what happens is the credibility goes down. But as soon as we slow down, let's say, slowing down a voice, just right now, I'm just slowing down my voice naturally, getting really, really slow. And what happens is people will hear straight away and you can as well. My tone is lower. And I have, as soon as I have a lower tone already, it's slightly more appealing. So it's easier for us to, to listen to. It's not annoying and it's not um, distracting. It's more appealing. And in business, as we know, having a slightly lower tone often, not always, but often tends to create this notion of more credibility, right? So, 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 so essentially looking at ourselves, hearing ourselves and being aware of the messages and signals we're sharing. Hmm. So a, any great speaker, number one, is a great listener. Right, listening to to others and listening to their audience and listening to themselves, listening to what the signals they're sharing and how they can understand them in their heads as well. Right. So again, a good speaker, somebody who listens and somebody who is aware, really aware of what's going on around them, really aware of the signals they're sharing when they when they're on stage, when they're speaking, even when they're not speaking, the signals they're sharing. 
yeah, the, 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 the non-verbals, the facial expressions, the micro expressions, the voice, how, how we can often, we can usually tell, tell so much from a voice. We can tell their state from a voice. If somebody's nervous, we can hear it. If somebody feels good and excited, we can often hear it. If somebody feels curious, we can hear it. So all these kind of adjectives that describe different emotions, we can hear that, we can hear that, we can hear the state. We can hear somebody smile, can't we? Yeah. We can hear somebody smile through, uh, if we listen to a podcast, if we're listening to this and, and, and people aren't looking at the, 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 the video, let's say, they can hear how I'm feeling, hopefully, and they can hear your state as well, how you're feeling. So, so a lot of this is, is, is about awareness and we, we kind of kick off with that. We kick off with, with how being aware is so important. And the, and the closer we get to, or the more we do that, and then as we go through the coaching, as we go through the training, questioning how we, how we share those signals is always a good thing. And trying to figure out ways of changing your behaviors to get closer to how somebody, somebody's perception of you closer to the to the outcome you want from from somebody else it doesn't this isn't about changing or manipulating other people or to persuade other people to 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 do what you want or to see you how you want this is just sharing signals kind of universal signals that most of us can can see and feel and and um, translate into emotions that most people can feel Right. So, so yeah, it's a lot of it at the beginning is about, is about awareness. I think that you made a very good point. You, you just, you just wrapped it up nicely. This is not about altering your awareness. This is more about coming to terms and being self-aware of actually how you come across, which I, now that you actually say that, I'm sure, and you, you tell me your experience, but I'm sure that most people that go on stage that haven't spoken to you before or, or other, you know, presentation coaches, um, they just go and they assume that they come across one way and they just project everything out into the audience with really no awareness whatsoever of how they're actually coming across. I'm, I'm assuming that that's a very common issue more, more than in, you know, very you, know you don't I, sometimes like I, I when I watch when I watch these shows back, you you see yourself in a different light than when you first actually were in the moment, and you don't you don't get that unless I guess you have that self awareness. Scott, you've you've hit it on the head there. So so every you know, I mean, you've got you've got a real you you actually you actually have a, a real benefit. You you Scott, you have a real benefit because you can look back and listen to every single episode you can listen to every word and you you probably do in the editing yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> don't you um so listening to that and seeing that and and being aware of how you sound and at, at first I know, I know a lot of people because they haven't listened to themselves before or haven't even seen themselves on camera before on a stage before so that a lot of people feel kind of as a def as default you know uh, you know I don't like myself I don't mm -hmm. like my voice but you know if if once you start to really dissect and evaluate and, and critique yourself, 
that's a really good way of moving forward. So all these, you know, all, all the, the, the events and the, the, the shows and as an MC, all the different stages I've been on before, I always look at the video afterwards. I always look at the, the stream. I always look at, try to, you know, get a good, um, good view of, of, of what people mm -hmm. saw when they were in front of me, you know, in, in the audience or through the lens um, on, a, on a virtual event, because that helps me. That really helps me picture how I'm going to next share, share my messages. So every time, so every time I go onto a stage, onto a physical stage now, I, I, in my head, in my, there's a picture in my head somewhere that shows me what I looked like and what I sounded like and how I moved mm -hmm. uh, previously at a good conference, at a good event. Right. So I remember that and I, I kind of convince myself, I, I remind myself, you know, I've done that before and I've, I've done it quite well and it worked. And so that's, that's, a, that's a good confidence booster as well. If we take it to now online, we are always on Zoom. We are most of us, not maybe Zoom, yeah. but we're always in virtual exchanges constantly. We can always look back. We can record ourselves or we can always look back at something uh, that shows us what people see. So right now, I, you know, this is being recorded. You can look back at yourself clearly and see exactly what the, or the closest you can get to, to what other people yeah. in the world see, which is great. Cause you, I, you know, people can see exactly how I, how I move. People can see that I can see it as well. I can see where I'm looking at the camera. I can see my background, which I know other people will see. So, so understanding that and, and, and seeing this, although for some, it might feel strange. It's always good to, look back at your performances to to critique yourself and say to yourself look this is something i could do better with i can do better on that i don't know why i said that i shouldn't have said that i'll say something else differently or you might hear something that was a real cracker <laughs> and i'm sure you do as well you hear you hear things that that just came out at the moment and it sounded great and i'm sure you're thinking yeah. well i'll use that again sometime <laughs> or i'll use that technique again or when i hear something similar i'll try to sort of replicate that in some way as well so if we didn't do this if we didn't do any of this we would just be kind of shooting in the dark and just just sort of believing things in our head that we you know we, we a lot of speakers do that they go on stage they think they're great and <laughs> and they're not. They do things well. Some things are good, and some things are not so great. But no one is that. No one, you know, no one's ever told them that's not great, or or they haven't maybe looked at themselves or listened mm -hmm. to themselves enough. You know, so self awareness, looking back at yourself, getting feedback from other people as well is good. But I think that, I think the strongest one is actually you looking at yourself because we're we're our worst, not the worst. We are our worst. Um, uh, people to critique ourselves, but also we're the best people to yeah. critique ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a really love important that. phrase. Yeah, I love that. Both, um, both sides. I do. Okay, I want to. I want to pick up on some on, on some ideas and thoughts for bringing this virtual. But I have one more. One more, just generic speaker question, because I know that it's something that everybody who is not comf comfortable or confident on stage deals with. Um, you mentioned confidence, self awareness. I heard, you know, you can hear it in your voice when you slow things down, you focus on like pauses and to emphasize certain points and whatnot, and that that's fine. But nerves, 
that's one thing that is difficult for people to get over for almost anybody who isn't comfortable on stage. Do you have advice for that? I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Feedback Loop. Now, if you're a product person, entrepreneur, startup guy like me, you have at some point in your career tried to take a product to market, you've tried to come up with a new idea, and it's fell flat. It's ultimately failed. 85 to 90% of all new products, of all new startup ideas fail. Why is this? Basically, it is really hard, really expensive, and really time-consuming to validate product market fit with your potential consumers or customers. Old-style market research is way too slow, too complicated, too time-consuming for dynamic, fast-moving teams that want to build great stuff. But what if you could test out your idea, your product, with your target consumers whenever you want before you invest in the money, time, energy, effort that it takes to actually develop a product? Well, that's what startups all the way through the Fortune 500 are using Feedback Loop for. You get quality feedback from your target customers early and often. Feedback Loop is the test before you invest product research platform. It has built-in expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap, and much more. You can create your own test in minutes and get quality insights from your target consumers in hours. They've set up a special link for everybody who's a Success Story podcast listener to test it out, to try it. Go to go.feedbackloop.com success. You get three free tests. That's go.feedbackloop.com slash success. You can try it out for free. You get three free tests. So if you want your next product, idea, or feature to be a hit, test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. Check it out right now. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Shopify. Now, don't you love that sound? That is the sound of a sale being made. That's the sound of the all-in-one e-commerce platform allowing you to start, scale, and grow your business. See, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for enterprise, for large organizations. Startups, scale-ups, established businesses, they can all tap into the tools that will take them from first sale to multi-million dollars in revenue. And not only can you scale up your business, close deals, optimize conversions. You also have the data points that allow you to make smart business decisions without employing a team or spending a ton of money on enterprise level bloated software. Shopify gives you all the resources, all the data points, all the analytics you need to make smart decisions that will allow you to scale fast, effectively, efficiently without needing to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not only does Shopify power over 1.7 million businesses, it now has social integration across Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest to allow you to sell to your customers wherever they want to shop. You gain insights as you grow, detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and anything else you can think of tracking. And honestly, Shopify is so much more than a store. It grows with you. It complements you if you are making your first sale, If you are making your millionth sale, congratulations, but Shopify is with you every step of the way. So if you want to try Shopify today, uh, they put together a 14-day free trial for all Success Story podcast listeners. So you go to shopify.com slash success story, shopify.com slash S-U-C-C-E-S-S-S-T-O-R-Y, and you can use it 
free for 14 days. It comes with every single feature. Leave no stone unturned. You will see exactly how effective Shopify can be for starting, scaling, or growing your business. Um, I I've got lots of advice, <laughs> but I'll tell you straight straight out now that it's it's um, it, um, it doesn't happen overnight, and um, and you know listening to this won't change won't pretty much change much now, but <laughs> but over time and and working on it and realizing that it's not going to go away, but you, what you can do you can you can reduce you can tr control yourself better. And you can control those nerves in a better way and then sort of use them to your advantage, turning them more into excitement and and letting letting your body and mind feel that anxiety and then remind yourself that it's good. It's good to be nervous. It's good to be a little bit tingly. It's good to like it's good to worry a little bit, because if you worry, you know, it's a reminder that you want to do well, you know. On the other side of the coin, somebody who doesn't worry, who doesn't, you know, it's oh, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be great. It's going to be all good. Yeah, they're not thinking. They're not thinking too much about um, the real value they want to share. Yeah. So, so yeah, anxiety comes in all shapes and sizes, uh, and it hits us in all different ways as well. Just a few phrases I want you to, to, to remember and listeners to remember. Perhaps just remember your your audience. They don't really don't really care about you. And they only really care about why they're there and the time they're giving you. <laughs> right. So right now, this conversation right now, you know, mm -hmm. nobody owes us a thing. Nobody owes us their time to listen to, to us to chat. <laughs> There's many hundreds and millions of things they could be doing. So the people that are listening to this, wherever you are, thank you for listening. But what you want, you're here for pretty much, you know, one thing or mm -hmm. a couple of things. You're looking for value. You want some ideas. You've looked at the title. You you may be a follower of Scott and you've seen what he does and, and, and you've listened to other podcasts. And you know the kind of flavor of the things that he shares and his guests. And so you're, you're, you're curious and you're here to sort of mm -hmm. hopefully you'll get something from this. Yeah. So I, as a, as, a, as a guest, I have to give you, I have to make sure that in this conversation, I'm going to give value. I'm going to give my audience or the audience that's in front of me or listening to me something they, they, they need, something they want, something they will find valuable, something that's going to help them, something that's going to be informative, something that's going to maybe make them smile as well, perhaps. So they don't really care about me. Peter Hotwood, who cares? You know, I'm just, I, nobody cares, really. Nobody cares I know, about I know that. <laughs> me or you, Scott, really. Um, but what they care about is that <laughs> what they care about is the is the content is what they're going to get from this, what they what they will walk away with. So having always remembering that you, you know, you have to give value and thinking about the value. And if you think more about you focus more on the value of what you're going to share, that takes your focus on you. And how you worry about other people's perception of you, it starts to go away slightly. So instead of you know, thinking about how you look and, you know, am I going to look good? Am I going to look okay in this shirt? Or, you know, does for women, perhaps I've heard this so many times, <laughs> does my bottom look yeah. big? Yeah. You know, nobody really cares. Nobody's really looking at your bottom. You know, they're, what they're thinking about is, you know, am yeah. I going to, am I wasting my time? Unfortunately, in a skeptical sense, am I wasting my time listening to this person?
And my job is to make sure that you're not going to waste your time. So I want you to this 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 time that we have together right now. You know, I hope you'll walk away with something that will help you. So having that at the back of your mind always is a good thing, right? Nobody cares, right? Nobody owes you a thing. So you have to gain people's attention. You have to gain their respect. Um, nobody owes you their respect either. Yeah, it's a funny thing, strange thing. Nobody, nobody has the right to like you. So nobody needs to... If somebody critiques me or you or this show or this episode and says it's the worst episode they've ever heard ever heard on 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 a, as a podcast they have the right to say that and and accepting that and accepting that not everybody will like you not everybody will find value in what you do not everybody will want to work with you not everybody will think you're you know not everybody will think I'm a great speaker coach and that's okay so understanding that and, and making sure that, you know, as a speaker, not everybody will, will you know, stand up and, and give you a, 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 a big round of applause. Not everybody will find uh, lots of value. Some people will. Some people won't. Hopefully the majority will, because that's what you're aiming for. The majority will, will think, yeah, actually, this is this is this was valuable. I got something from that. Mm -hmm. I got at least one good golden nugget, perhaps. Right. So having that in your mind as well another thing quickly before we move on again i mentioned before about the the calmness being calm feeling calm helps us think better and if we think better we can think more logically so when we so if i turn it the other side when we get nervous and anxiety rises Basically, our body, there are sort of um, messages through our brain, hits different parts of our body, and we start to, to kind of lose it, right? We kind of lose our, our way of thinking. We kind of think, you know, everybody's looking at us and, and we're going to look like a fool and we're going to, you know, feeling nervous and our heartbeat is raising. And on our movement, often in two ways, when we're nervous, two main ways come through um, what, what, in terms of what people see and what people hear. The two ways are our voice, so they can hear our voice starts to get croaky. They can hear we're nervous. They can hear how we're feeling, right? And it gets drier perhaps, or it, gets, or it speeds up often, as it's saying, and the tone is higher, right? And the other way is our movement, start to move around. So if I, if I was like nervous, if I was really nervous with you right now, Scott, as we started, I would probably, although I am kind of moving different, around different quite kind a lot of moving my gestures, around. My body, my whole body, I would, I would kind of, yeah, I would, I would kind of be moving around and, and we can spot that straight away. I can spot that straight away. Yeah. And often we, most of us can as well. We, we, we're very good at, humans are very good at spotting how people feel, even without even thinking about it. Right. So how we move and how we sound. So, so really trying to practice being calm is a really good way to to be more in control especially when when it's tough especially when we're put in situations where we know we're going to feel you know know we're going to start feeling anxiety we're going into an interview for example we know that the anxiety is going to rise so practicing before you go in you know practicing how you're going to feel before you actually walk into the room before walking on stage really getting calm really 
work on your breathing, working on, on the air that's coming in your body, which will calm yourself down, bang, messages to your brain, and that calms your brain down. And when you're, so when your body is calm, you kind of convince yourself that you are calm and then you'll sound calm and you'll be more in control. So a lot of it is about, again, being in control and, um, and sharing the signals of being in control, even though maybe you're not in control. So you can start by sort of mimicking those, mi getting your body to mimic or to replicate <laughs> a body which is calm. <laughs> yeah. If you start to do that, you start to do that, you and practice that you will start to be more in control it takes time it doesn't it won't happen overnight but it, it you could the more you do it i mean i again i you know through my whole career sort of started off very nervous at the beginning first events i look back at my first events on big stages oh, i can i can hear straight away how <clears throat> nervous i was and my movement and the way i was leaning forward yeah. Or like moving across side to side, but now it's now it's now it's one of those things that's kind of you know it, it's an instinct. I go out there and I know I have to feel calm because if I feel calm, you as an audience, you're going to feel the same. You're going to feel exactly how I feel. I create that emotional temperature. So if I come out feeling uh, kind of uh, you know high anxiety not in control of how I'm moving, um, uh, uh, starting to look like a mess. <laughs> you as an audience member, your, 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 you know, your credibility goes right down in me, in the, in the event, in the event organizer as well, because they're the people that hired me in the, the, the speakers that are kind of come on stage after me, you know? So if the, if the, if, you know, event, the event host is a really important role. If, if you, if you get it right, and he's kind of controlling or she's controlling that, that emotional temperature, which can change at different parts, then, then um, it, it's a good way to, to um, a good way of, of creating a good, good event. But going back to your original question, bringing down those nerves, yeah, different ways of thinking, mindset, body, being calm, and just remembering that, um, that you are dictating the energy you dictate the energy everybody's looking at you at one for one for, for that moment you are you can create the energy in that room and it's the same on virtual but we'll talk about that another time a little bit later but yeah creating creating that emotional temperature so let's you can only do very that. good by the way you know you, you are dropping a lot of, of of nuggets so i hope that people actually do <laughs> i hope this is, is one of the one of the good ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's a lot of flying nuggets. No, they're good. The nuggets are flying in and out. Uh, no, I think I, I think I think they're I think they are. Them. This is a this is all <laughs> very good advice. I love the way that you're a lot of what you teach. It's from what I'm gaining in just a very short time. Um, you're you're changing mindsets around speaking. You're changing mindsets around perception, awareness, what the audience sees, what you portray it's getting out of your own head or getting rid of uh, preconceived notions. And that's, it seems to be half the battle with almost everything to do with speaking as it, as it, that makes sense. It, it's logical. Um, uh, questions about virtual. So we have, we have this framework for what good speaking is, what good presentation is cadence. Now world goes to shit. Everything's virtual. <laughs> everybody's you know falling asleep on zoom meetings 
Um, so even even your career, it's like what? So what did you do? What did you do when when everything happened? Yeah, no, I. Yeah, no, I, 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 um, I look back and think I wasted so much time because you know basically I couldn't fly anymore, no more events, mm -hmm. no more coaching. Which you know ninety percent of what I was doing was was um, face to face, and that's that worked well for me. And that's the way I kind of that's the way I roll. That's the way I work. And, and my clients like that way. And, and, and so I went with that way all the time. And then suddenly bang stopped. And I kind of, I, regrettably, I look back and I think I was just kind of waiting around, waiting, hopefully, hopefully waiting for this kind of thing to sort of, you know, go away. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't, and it hasn't. So it wasn't until, you know, quite a few months late months later, I really started to think about, okay, how we, how we, share our messages in person, we have to think about how we share our messages through a screen. And there must be better ways of doing it because we're losing so much. When we look at a screen, we, it's only 2D. When we're naturally in front of somebody, it's 3D. And we can pick up all these little notions, notions of, of how somebody's moving when we see them, how the space around them, how they take up that space which is again sharing signals even the 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 odor not the odor I mean, <laughs> hopefully hopefully not <laughs> just just the the, the smell <laughs> the perfume or the the smells or the, the 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 breathing you can see how they're breathing and so all these subtle small little um signals that we get and that we've learned to understand as humans throughout our lives suddenly we're dealing with a with a screen. We're dealing with a, a 2D. It's 2D. Mm -hmm. It's like you're flat. Everybody's flat now, right? So we have to kind of create and, and this this trust and this relationship that we're always trying to build, because that's what we're doing constantly in business. We're trying to create these relationships. We're trying to create a, a connection. Right? So we can do that in the real world. It's quite easy to do that, to start to do that. Right, because we've done it before many, many times, and we we know how it how things work. We know that we have to start to get to know somebody. Um, but on on in two D, we need to think about ways of doing the same thing and getting people to trust mm -hmm. us quicker, getting people to listen to us, getting people to feel comfortable with us. And so when they're in that, when they're there at that stage. Then it's, as we know, it's easier for us to do business with somebody that that likes us, that trusts us, that that feels good about us. Um, so we have to kind of create those signals, share those signals, a set of behaviours that help the, the the listener on the other side of the the camera, where you are, <laughs> through the screen, to to grab all those signals, right? So literally, I I I, I um, um, did a lot of research, and I looked at I looked at basically what essentially what I was doing, what we were, how I was coaching in in person, and all those things, all those elements, and are they the same or how are they different mm -hmm. here? One of the main things here that's different that doesn't really come into in person in person speaking is time. Right. Online time today and you, and you throw in a, a pandemic as well with, with everything that's going on in terms of where we work, where we live, where we, you know, our home office and and the way people are 
sharing their time now time is so valuable mm -hmm. online time is so more valuable online than it is in the real world well, in the real world time is important naturally but when we're online when we're when we're in a meeting or when we're in on a webinar or when we're having an intro call this time that we have with each other we want to make it count and we have to value people's time so what does that mean that's essentially translates into the messages we share have to be more concise the messages we 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 share through the screen what we say what we how we how we talk to, to through the camera to the other person on the other side has to be more concise we can't waffle because people don't have the time anymore we go through so many zoom calls and we hear so much waffle and so many things that are irrelevant you know we 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 want to be using that time for something else right so we have to respect that so all our messages have to be shorter clearer sharper we have to understand at the beginning why we're there why we are on that call or why we are on that webinar or why we're listening to or watching uh, a podcast like this for example okay so bringing it really really bringing it down our stories the way we share stories that's changed because we have to create mini stories now the stories we 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 could share in person they can be longer because on a stage or in front of an audience everybody's kind of looking at you facing you and although they may drift off now and again they're they're still there physically they're still there and mentally most of the time they're still there here we have sometimes we have no idea where people are <laughs> they might be looking at the screen or maybe even not looking at the screen most of the time they don't or the cameras yeah. might be off <laughs> so we have no idea so our stories let's say have to be mini stories small and anecdotes small getting to the point quicker getting to the if it's a joke if it was if it's like jokes right we have to get to the point quicker get to the punchline quicker right so so time is a really important thing here again when we talk about the different elements of public speaking and to be a, you know to be a good presenter a good speaker we've talked about about it already voice gestures movement calm here online the two things certainly for me that are really important and, and help, helping clients to, to really be aware of this really is beneficial online and that's number one the voice because that is the biggest influence in terms of shaping our perception of somebody our voice is, is so powerful more than what we look like more than how we move sometimes even more than the content right so so how how we sound and how how we make the other person feel a lot of that here is certainly in business in sales let's say let's take a typical sales scenario what a buyer wants what a buyer really wants online more than anything else is that me as the person potentially selling something a service or product that i am really aware of 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 mm -hmm. of you as the buyer your concerns your your wants your needs and exploring that journey yeah once you start to feel that you're going to you're with me together we're going to explore that journey together but i have to give you the signals that i'm exploring that with you so i have to may, i may lean forward slightly or i might in my voice i'm you might hear me feel more curious about what you think so tell me more about about how this relates to you I'm, I'm more i'm interested in what you're doing 
Yeah. So, so I, if I'm showing curiosity online, you're more likely, it's a higher increase that you're going to feel like you want to go on this journey with me. But if I don't show you that, or if I don't make you feel like I'm curious and I, you know, I'm, I'm taking a clear interest in your wants, your needs, your, your, uh, your concerns about this, this product or service, it's going to quickly start to disintegrate. And you might think that's something that in, in the sales process anyway, that's something we should be thinking about. And it is. But the strange thing is online, this is something that is so, so much more powerful. And it means so much more, right? So as a seller, for me, if I was to ask lot like um, professional salespeople, or yeah. if I was to ask you right now, I'll ask you now, Scott, right? So for you online, what's the biggest challenge you're facing from what, when, you, when you look through the screen, when you're looking at the, the, the you know, people in front of you, potential buyers or potential clients for example what's the biggest challenge that that you face in terms of in terms of presentation and speaking or just in general in terms of like yeah. you're on a let's say you're 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 about your you've got yeah. a product or service and you're on a you're on an intro call and you're having a chat what's the biggest challenge yeah. you have i would say on that i would call? say on, on that call um I just want to take a second and thank Compiler for supporting this episode. It is a brand new original podcast by Red Hat. They speak about all things tech, big, small, strange. If it's tech, they're covering it. It's brought to you by the same makers of Command Lines Heroes, Angela Andrews and Brent Simino. And let's face it, technology can be big, bold, strange, weird, confusing, the goal of this show is to make it as simple, digestible, understandable as possible. And they do this by interviewing the people that know it best. On the show, you hear a chorus of diverse opinions on tech, tech topics from people behind the code. Here's a few of the topics that they speak about, obviously many more, but if some of these resonate with you, you're going to love the show. What is technical debt? What are technical managers actually hiring for? And do you have to actually know how to code to get started in open source? Their inaugural episode, it just fits exactly in line with their theme. They speak about should managers know how to code when they're managing an engineering or technical or development team. I checked out the should managers code episode, a lot of great technical learnings, but a lot of great business and leadership learnings. So it does a bit of both. It speaks about some very technical and engineering and developer focused problems, but it also combines it with business problems that you're going to have to solve as a leader, as a developer, as somebody that is working with and on technical products. So if you want to go listen to Compiler, it dropped last August. So you'll have a few episodes to listen to. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll also make sure to leave a link in the show notes. So you can check it out there as well. Again, thanks to Compiler for supporting this podcast. Let's get right back to the show. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, this time of year is all about change. Whether your teams, your systems, or your Q4 to Q1 shifts, a CRM platform is a critical tool, keeping your business connected throughout all of that change. And HubSpot, it's constantly working to make its platform more connected than ever before to help you with that change 
with brand new features. Get into details about what makes your customers tick with custom behavioral events. Track site behavior and understand your customers' buying habits all within the HubSpot platform. This is built-in intent data right into HubSpot. And if you're looking to find more ways to keep your data clean and have a centralized system, the all-new Operations Hub Enterprise gives you the ability to curate data sets for all users, meaning even faster and more consistent reporting. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can connect your business at HubSpot.com. You, you mentioned it at one point, say we're selling to multiple individuals. Uh, some of them have their video on, some of them don't. Some of them show interest. Some of them, you can, I can't always see, like I want to look at the camera right here to make sure that I look like I'm looking at you, but I'm not actually looking at you because I'm looking at the camera. So I can't actually, if I want to present best, I'm looking at the camera, that's fine. But then that means I can't actually read your face when I'm telling you the information in real time. So that's an issue. Then then compounded on that, not everybody has their camera on. So maybe you have a team of three or four people that are receiving the information. Two people have, uh, usually, you know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes it's the most junior eager people that have the camera on, but the people that have like done this for the past 30 years, they don't have their camera on, they don't care. Their microphone's muted half the time. You can't hear if they're saying anything. Maybe they, you know, maybe they forgot that their microphone was muted. So it's all yeah. these different technical, like technical issues compounded with uh, communication issues. Yeah. So what all the, these things, essentially, if you put them all together, they all come under a very similar umbrella. Yeah. That umbrella yeah. of not for not you not being able to see or feel yeah. how they feel. Right. Exactly. And, and yeah. that's really yeah. tough, isn't it? It's like you as a, you, yeah, you can't gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Really difficult to gauge. And, and, you know, and essentially if they're not showing you this, if they don't show you signals that could come under different things, like they don't have a camera on or they, they yeah. are not moving or their eyebrows are not going up when you say a certain word or certain phrase. Right. Or there's, they don't in their face, there's no emotion. <laughs> Some people yeah. are just, you know, as it, I mean, yeah, I mean, a, a, a freeze, a frozen screen of their face sometimes is actually even more uh, animated than their real face. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are. So for you as the, the seller, as the person sharing your services or products um, to a potential client, it, that that's not going to change. That's not going to change in the, in the in the sense of they may not give you more signals. The only exactly. thing you can do is really think about your signals on, on what you're sharing. Because if you can, through your signals, help the other person feel how you not want them to feel, but they're feeling more towards the outcome that you, that you, that you want, then you, you, you can get closer to that outcome, right? So regardless of, let's say you, let's say we're talking now and, and you just, you know, you're just like looking down the screen and, you know, a, a blank face and everything I say, no reaction whatsoever. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could, I could take this in two ways. I could, I could take this as like, oh, he doesn't really give a, a monkeys about what I'm saying and he doesn't care. And I can't, I can't gauge this and he's not interested. So let's just forget this. Right. I could feel that way or I could start to to think and start to share behaviors that will start to hopefully 
make you feel that you're listening, right? Because not everybody shows they listen, but they listen. Mm -hmm. Not everybody shows their talent at work in the ways that other people show their talent, but they are talented. Not everybody shows their expertise because they're not, so, you know, they may not be somebody who's extroverted and says a lot of things. That doesn't mean they know a lot of things, right? So, so, so as the person sharing, we can try to make people feel like closer to the way we want them to, to, to feel, right? So you can do that through the eye contact and mm -hmm. through my voice. And, 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 and giving you time to say things and listening to really listening to you and, you know, not always take, it's not always about me looking at you and taking your body language and micro expressions and the way you're moving and sounding and, and taking those signals because they could be different signals. They could mean different things. And it's hard. So being almost really like being it. open, being open. Yeah, this 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 kind of exchange, being open and not judging those, not maybe judging those um, signals straight away. Mm -hmm. Sort of suspending your judgment a little bit before you make a decision about how someone perhaps feels about you or your product or service. Very smart. Very very smart. I love another mindset shift, um, which is very important. Um, one thing that uh, you, you've spoken about before, uh, we didn't, we, we touched on it and danced around it, um, but didn't really dive into it specifically. Uh, how being different is good for presentation, that's fine. But in the world of Zoom and virtual, being different is, how do we achieve that? Because we have all these different tools. We want to engage people. We want to maybe suspend judgment. Yeah. We want to focus on our voice. And how do we, how do we be yeah. different? Yeah, good, really good question. I think the, the first thing that comes to mind for me certainly is that um, we have to, all our signals, we have to amplify them, right? So however we are in the real world, we need to amplify them slightly more here. So right now mm -hmm. you can see just by I'm looking now at the screen at myself, yeah. my hand is here, other hand is here because it's in in this frame. I can see yeah. I'm really aware of this this sort of square frame that I'm in right now, and my hands are up here. They're like they're sort of like here, where you know level with my chin and sort of down here, and I'm sort of playing in this area, and I'm really happy and, and comfortable with that area. But it's deliberate. If I was talk, talking to you in the real world having a coffee, I would not have my hands up here. I'd be like ridiculous. I'd look at weirdo. What the hell is he doing? So, but I can do it here because it lets you see my hands. It lets you see what I'm doing with my hands. And I articulate better when I use my hands. And it just gives you this, hopefully, maybe it doesn't, but I, I think it does. Hopefully it gives you this impression. You, you listen more to what I have to say and certain keywords and certain things I'm saying and certain phrases you remember more because I'm using these slight mm -hmm. gestures as well. My background, what you see behind me, um, here's one thing to remember, we can, we can control this completely. If we're meeting somebody at their office or we're at a conference and we're on a stage, all these environments are not our environment, environments. We don't choose these, it's not ours. But here, we can choose it. We're fully in control and we can feel comfortable Right. This is my spot. 
often we have our own Zoom spot, don't we? Our own yeah. virtual exchange spot where we do all our calls. I, I imagine that's where you do, well, I know it is, where you pretty much do all, most of your podcasts and yeah. perhaps your, your ex, you know, virtual exchanges as well. So we feel really comfortable, right? So we can, we're actually in our own comfort zone and that's a good thing. So feeling comfortable in, a, in our own environment is a good thing. And it lets people in. Kind of, you're let, I'm letting you into my little area. Mm -hmm. This is mine, and it's 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 a very um, it's where I live, yeah. and it, you're in it now, and I, I guess you know that's where you work. That, Perhaps you live there as well. I do. I do. And live I'm here. kind of beamed <laughs> over there. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Um. So we we're kind of like there's an intimate part of us that we've both shared already, mm -hmm. even before we begin. Now, if we have a if we had a, a background like a, a fake background or a digital background that doesn't always give us this what we have now right so just think about how to make connections and how to stand out what we wear mm -hmm. what we wear can sometimes be something that people remember i look i'm looking at, at you now and to your right to your left but to my right books on the shelf yeah. Yeah, a nice bookshelf. You've got the, the, the blue lights probably down below on yeah. the ground that's beaming up, perhaps. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's nice light coming on your on your eyes, on your face. I, I the, can see you. Got the lights I can on see center. all your expressions. You look great. And I, so I can see all your expressions. There's no distraction. Mm -hmm. There's no kind of like something that's stopping me. Your voice. You're, you have an external camera, uh, sorry, an, an external microphone, I'm sure, yeah. right? You're using whatever you're using, it's good quality. So good quality sound is always something that makes people feel it's more appealing. Like I said before, when, when it goes lower, a lower tone is more appealing. So quality sound is appealing and not distracting. And as we go through this whole this whole pandemic and this 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 journey this covid journey together and as the months and even perhaps years go on we expect better quality sound in our exchanges don't we mm -hmm. and we expect better quality visuals in our exchanges when it all started last year we kind of okay we we're kind of accepting that okay maybe the camera's not right or the, the lighting's not great and and the sound's not good but really a year and a half on We've had enough time to, to, to really think about how we're going to present ourselves. So, so even before you begin, the setup is a, such an important part. Doing things slightly different. So, you can, again, you can see I'm standing up. I was going to ask you. Are I was, you standing I'm up? I'm not standing up. And I actually wanted to. My bookshelf isn't high enough. Up. My okay, bookshelf isn't high enough. I want to stand up. But, then... but ah, <laughs> right. Because I will tell you, you... You could get if I was look if you asked me now if if I thought you were standing up I'm not sure because you that bookshelf for me could be actually a, a tall bookshelf correct yeah I would love right? to stand up I have a standing desk know. and everything but it's that's the next that's the next step in the okay. background because it so, gives you energy right so so okay. <laughs> yeah I I I feel more in control of my sound because the air is coming in better through my body. I can I can actually move better here. I don't know whether you've noticed, but I my body is sometimes I'm leaning forward like yeah. this. Sometimes I, I lean my head to the sides, perhaps, or or go like this, perhaps, towards the camera, lean in. Sometimes I lean back. 
And the great thing about this is it is different. It's different than just, let's say, always sitting down and, and, and not moving. We need to move. The, be- the more we move, not fast movements, but the more we create movement, the more people's brains are, are kind of triggered. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So the more we're moving, we have to keep things moving. And that and, and 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 switching things up. Sometimes I speak a little bit faster. Sometimes I'm a bit lower. Maybe even go towards the mic a little bit more, mm-hmm. more of this this kind of a tone. Sometimes I'm I'm as I say right up to, closer to the to the script to the camera. Even even my hands are going closer. Sometimes I'm back here. There's other things you can do as well, which again make make it stick out. This is something from a, I used in a in a, a keynote not so long ago. So using. Instead of a PowerPoint, using like <laughs> cards. This is just a bit of card with the with the title on it. Bang, yeah. and people see that they remember it, and it goes away, and then I continue. So you remember what you probably remember what was written on there because it's different. The color, perhaps as well. Um, th- there were so many things you could do. So bringing things to the to the environment you're in can 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 be memorable. I'm going to ask you now. I'll ask you now. So Scott. I've got some books right in front of me. I would love you just to grab one of those books behind you from your shelf, favorite one, and bring it and show it to me on the screen. You've got great books and you put them in colors I can see. This is one of, this is, this is a great, that's a great one. Okay. And this is my one. Rules of work. So the rules of work, this is my one here and that's your one there. And so this this I, I then could then ask I could ask you I could say tell me tell me about this book where did you get it why did you buy it there's a story yeah. behind every object every single object there's a story behind it I can just go I could go like this look this is a bottle of water this is an object there's a story behind this isn't there where I bought it why I've got this bottle why not a smaller bottle why didn't I buy juice I mean you know so bringing things to bringing things to to this environment we can't do that in the real world we i mean we can but with this we can all bring something and so i ask you bring a bring a a book to um to this to this exchange and show it on the screen a book that you've chosen when i ask you that you're also intrigued probably to know what i've got yeah yeah I'm sure you are. Well, I'm sure you were. And I could then give you, you I was, was going to ask you. Well, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the other questions at the end. So we'll, <laughs> I, I want to get, I want to get a book recommendation from you, but I guess that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first one I, I grabbed. I've got a whole load of books, but um, if you do ask me that, I might okay. get another book. But the thing is bringing objects and bringing things to the equation, bringing things that you can't do otherwise, these things help people remember and they're different and they're, they're, um, yeah, they, they change things up. There's something called, I love this. It's, it's called a, an attention reset. It's where you kind of, you mix things up throughout your call or throughout your webinar or throughout your presentation. So as you see, I use this, I could use yeah. that for the, for the, the uh, titles. I could then bring an object to the, yeah. uh, to the, to this exchange. I could then tell you an anecdote, a small mini story. I could then tell you maybe I'm giving you an, an, an analogy about something. I could then give you maybe, maybe a big statement about something. I could then give you maybe a, um, a statistic, perhaps. 
So every time I share one of those things, your brain translates that in a different way. So like it appeals to different it parts of your pattern. brain. It breaks the you pattern. You see what I mean? So if I, if I was to just, if I, yeah, that's it. It breaks the pattern. It, it, it shakes things up. It juices things up and it shakes things up. I could just talk to you about statistics, numbers, figures, more statistics, numbers, and figures throughout this whole conversation, right? You'd remember a couple, but it would get boring and you would, you would probably tune out. But if I put in statistics, then I th threw in a story that was relevant to, to the main message. Then I maybe, then I maybe asked you a question, maybe asked you, you know, what do you think about that? Or I asked you to challenge me on something. And then I maybe bring, you know, bring an object in, not this book again, but I bring in another mm -hmm. object in. Yeah. So it's just like shaking things up and making sure there's, there's differences that trigger our brains constantly. Very good advice. Yeah. Very, very good advice. That's smart. I love the cue card idea. That's a very cool idea for, uh, for a presentation. I did a, I did a, yeah, I did a, um, a keynote not so long ago. And I, so yeah. I just got these and it's like, I like the fact that you can sort of like throw them to the, yeah. to the camera. Is that on my camera? It oh no, it says so. So yeah, control the emotional the and then your name's block in the bottom, but I could open it, control the right, emotional. Yeah, good. <laughs> Okay. Temperature. There so you I go. could do that and just yeah. for a couple of seconds and hold that and then take it away yeah. and then carry on. And online, what it that is as well, it's a really good thing online because if you're recording it, it's almost yeah, like uh, like um, a scene, a scene the, cut, the, like the when they when they put the of, big uh... <laughs> like signposts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So um, yeah, there's all different ways, and I love the fact that every object that you bring has a story behind it i could i could say to you listen and we, we're on a call let's say with 25 people or 50 people and i could say okay right now 10 seconds find an object that means that means so much to you something that means re a re mm -hmm. you know really a lot to you personally everyone goes off somebody might come back with a um i've, I've seen them do this most of them come back with a, a photograph with a, a family member a grandmother or kids or it might be an object, a pen, or it could be anything. And they all come back and then we can start a conversation. We can be more intrigued. We can find out things about our colleagues, perhaps that we didn't even know before. And again, because I've asked everybody's doing it and everybody's reacted, everybody has this, it increases the chances that they will be intrigued or curious to know what everybody else has. And that's, these are just small things that not many other people are doing and so it's if everybody was doing this then it wouldn't stand out but so far if if you do things like that bringing objects to the screen to the camera to these exchanges they can often be things that people amazing. remember amazing and you stand out well that that was now you're now you're just showing off because um I didn't think you're going to go that deep on virtual events. I didn't know what you had planned when you when we said, "Oh, I want to talk about virtual." I want to talk about virtual events. Well, okay, so you <laughs> those are good. Those are good tips. Those are good tips. Um, okay, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to go into for virtual events? Um, because the last part of this is a couple of rapid fire career questions that I like to pull out from you in your career. Um, and just like professional advice. So okay. any, any other last um, points for people that are, are doing virtual right now? Any more tips you mean? 
or sure yeah yeah um no, not really um no you don't have to like listen i'm not asking for more i'm just i'm just opening the floor up <laughs> yeah well, i can give a few more and then that it just adds even more value yeah i'll just come up with a few more quick tips really quick tips yeah okay sure so what are you gonna ask me or should i just say another one or no do you do your thing i don't <laughs> i don't know what to ask you okay. i guess okay <laughs> yeah go for it go okay. for it so another another great tip i would i would say in terms of of really trying to create that connection and that engagement um through the screen mm -hmm. is to is to always remember that again you you are in charge of of this this energy right you like like in person you mm -hmm. are in charge of this emotional temperature so the very very small things of 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 smiling it's a small thing but it, it starts it sets the tone yeah even when we're let's say right now um and we do this often don't we when we look when we're looking at something or reading something we don't tend to smile right because no we, we think no one's looking at us when we're reading something or we're going to press a button on the, on the keypad to to find a file or whatever it is yeah people can see our expression People can see our facial expressions. They can see, you know, what we're feeling. And if we're looking for something, I know that when I'm looking for something, my eyebrows go down slightly and I, I'm not smiling, right? Yeah. But so, so these small things, <laughs> yeah. we have to be aware of, of, of our signals, our facial expressions um, when we're speaking, but just as much as when we're not speaking. Because people taking those, people can take those messages in different ways when we're not speaking. And we've all done it, right? We're on a call together, a webinar, five, six, seven, eight people. We're not the ones speaking. We've just spoken, let's say, and now it's somebody else's turn. We might be like already like looking at our phone or, you know, looking bored or looking the other way or whatever it is. Yeah. But people can see that. So we have to constantly remember people can see us when our cameras are on. And it's good to have our cameras on because it helps us create that connection. Right. Cameras are on. Make sure you know what people see. And that's a really important thing to, to, mm -hmm. to remember. Another one I would say. Let me think. <laughs> let me think of another good you, one. You, dude, you went through a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Just one last one. I'll give you one last one. Um, another one I would say is, um, again, t t connected with the setup, right? So your, your, um, microphone, the better quality sound of your microphone actually gives you more confidence, right? The better quality sound of your microphone creates better confidence, confidence in you from the person listening to you and confidence in yourself. Because you hear, you hear your voice is actually deeper, better, better tone. Mm -hmm. It's more appealing. So think about just think, you know, think about how you sound. And if you don't, if you haven't listened to yourself, listen to yourself or get a colleague to listen to you or record yourself and then you'll hear yourself. Right. So on these virtual, on these virtual exchanges, often it's one sided, isn't it? I, you know, unless I look back at this recording, I wouldn't know how I, how I sound or how I look like, mm -hmm. right? So being aware of these things is really important. And uh, people are making very, you know, snap decisions about us even more in a virtual world 
than than in person. Amazing. That's that. That's more than enough tips. People have enough to take <laughs> and run with. That's good. I appreciate. it. I'm not going to make you go go even deeper. People can reach out, and if there there's still more after that, then uh, hopefully they'll work with you. Um, okay. Let's bring let's bring out some just some tips, some advice for people. Uh, you you've built a very uh, you've built a very impressive uh, career as a speaking coach. Parlayed that into virtual speaking coach. Um, and that's not easy either, uh, just to pivot your entire business um, after X many years. So what was, over your entire career, uh, what was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? For me, my biggest challenge, I think, was, was um, um, the, the dealing with rejection, dealing with people or companies not wanting to work with you. Like reaching out and mm -hmm. not feeling great when that rejection comes through or maybe they don't reply to you or they do reply and they 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 clearly don't want, want your business right which happens to every single one of us that's that's natural of course yeah. but it doesn't never feels good but again it's yeah. it's about dealing with that how are you going to deal with that it's like anxiety it's, it's similar to anxiety because when you've got it doesn't feel great, but if you know you can handle it and know that everything's going to be okay and know that it's going to go away and then you just keep plodding on. I, for me, a, a lot of, you know, the, the, the dealing with rejection stopped me from reaching out to many businesses and, and companies and, and exposing, not exposing, but, but marketing myself. Because I, I, I kind of, this, this idea of, of the rejection, what if, what if they don't want to work with me or what if, you know, I'm not right for them. And, but these are all things that are natural because again, I'm, I may not be right for them or they might like somebody else or somebody else may be better than me or somebody else may not be better than me. I'm like maybe clearly more talented than they are in terms of what I can share, but they're buddies with them or in their, they're in their circle yeah. or they've worked with them before. There could be 101 you know, a million different reasons and factors why people don't work with you or they work with you. And so as my career unfolded and as I do, as I work more and more globally, you know, I realized that, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's a, it's, it feels like a punch in the face, <laughs> but it's okay. You'll, 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 you know, that bruise will go quickly, hopefully, mm -hmm. and then you get up and you carry on. Because if I didn't, Good. I certainly wouldn't. I might, you know, my business wouldn't be where it is where it is right now. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a highly successful speaking coach. I'm. I'm successful in in what I'm doing and and where I'm working, and I'm happy with what I'm doing. And and uh, it's going. It's going really well at the moment. Um, there were part in the past. Sometimes it didn't go well, and that's okay. Sometimes it was, you know, really struggling at the beginning. So mm -hmm. ups and downs. But but one thing that certainly helped me is, you know, knowing that it's okay. People have the right not to work with you. It's okay. Keep that relationship open. Keep it going. Because they may not want you now. They may not want you tomorrow. But five years time, bang, you might be the right person. You might be the right person that they've thought of and think, actually, let's give this guy a shot. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen him work with others. Or he's a, he's a friend of a friend of a friend, which has said that he's been brilliant. So you just never know how all these things kind of intertwine, but, 
but yeah for me dealing with rejection um was was a tough one it still is it's still tough but i handle it much better if you could tell your younger self one thing what would that be Ah, good question. I'd say in terms of in terms of what? <laughs> what topic you are we pick, talking it's, about? It's open. It, anything it's open. speaking. It's open. Okay. Okay. Let's let's, let's connect it with, with actually speaking. <laughs> okay. Let's connect it with with uh, speaking. Emotions are are really, really important. Are really important. Get hitting emotions, making people feel something really important certainly at the beginning of when you begin to to share your messages online virtually in person on a stage wherever right at the beginning of my career i didn't really i, I realized this but it wasn't something that i focused on much at all i just kind of just did what i did and all those all the things you do in terms of tasks and behaviors to, to become a better speaker and presenter right mm-hmm. Now I realize that, you know, really focusing on how people feel about something and getting them to um, hit that emotion will help them make a decision and judgment. Their judgment and decision is based on that emotion, right? And if you can, if you can get there, get them at that stage, it's easier to, to get towards the outcome that you want to, right? So thinking more about emotions and the things you say to get people feeling something and, and then help them make that decision or judgment about you based on that feeling will help you get closer to, or it certainly helped me get closer to the outcomes that, that, I, that, I, that I want. Good. Does that make sense? It does. So more it about, does. More about appreci- emotions yeah. and decisions and judgment. Yeah. No, it's very good. Um, who was one person that had a major impact on your life and how did they impact your life or what did they teach you? Man, that's a tough, I don't know. I, can't, I cannot you think can... of one person. It's crazy, but I can't think of one person. That would be good to say. Not that there that's isn't fine. anyone, but. There's probably multiple. That's usually the problem that people yeah, have. I just they can't have think the, of, many. I don't want to. You don't want to single. That's fine. We, I, we, got any, I don't want to get you in trouble. You. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> I've got nothing for you on that one. Sorry. That's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, okay. A book or podcast you'd recommend that people go check. Yeah, out. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a podcast. So this is a podcast called the um, Behavioral um, Bite Size Behavioral Podcast. Yeah, Bite Size Behavioral Podcast by a gentleman called Neil Page. Right. And this, it, it's great. It's, it's actually just a, I think he's only done two seasons. I'm not sure whether he's, he's continuing, but essentially it's like these bite size, I think three minutes, three to three, four, five minutes, uh, podcast content of, of Neil sharing these ideas on, 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 on behavior, ideas on psychology, why we dis- decide to buy something, why we decide in terms of, I, I think there's rejection in there. I think there's, um, well, there's many different things and it's a real, you can, I mean, cause they're all bite size. You can actually probably binge on them all. And in, in a day you can do or listen to all of them or even less than a day, probably two hours even. But the thing is, they're really helpful mm-hmm. and they're really 
they're short, sharp, and um, I found them to be really helpful. So definitely um, um, many other podcasts as well, many other books, but that's, that's what came to mind first and uh, definitely uh, check it out. That's a good one. I've never, we've never had that one recommended yet. So I appreciate um, what is, and last, last question, and then we'll get some uh, contact info from you. Uh, what does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? Success means when you're really happy with, with what you're doing or what you've done. Mm -hmm. It could be one thing. It could be multiple, um, could be multiple things. It could be a, a journey, a process. But when you're, you know, you've achieved something that you're really happy with, and you're proud of, regardless of what other people are doing, regardless of what other people are have, have done. If I look at myself right now, am I am I successful? I'm. I would say, yeah, I'm successful in my terms, successful in in my world, <laughs> successful in my world. Yeah, success. I am. I feel successful That's in my important. world. Yeah, there are many others that are better than me. I know, and there are many others that are that are better presenters than me doing more things than I'm doing more countries than I am. But there are many others that, that, you know, are, are, are not as talented. That's okay. But they're, they're, they're moving forward. Many others that, that yeah. maybe think they're, they're speaker coaches, but they haven't got that much experience, but they're doing well as well. And that's good. But, but where I am, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I've built up something that I've, you know, I, I've literally built it up. You know, I started small, I started doing small events mm -hmm. and then, coaching one or two people and then um, started uh, to do more with startups and then move forward and then start to do things abroad and then within Europe and then the UAE, Dubai, and then, and then globally, and then sort of really big yeah. events. So, so I, I've built it up because one, one thing came after the other. Would I have been able to go straight to, to the top and do these big events that I'm doing right now? Probably not if I didn't build it up because I, I had, I needed time to build up my confidence build up my talent, build up my awareness and build up my, mm -hmm. my, my self, uh, self-esteem and self-confidence. So, and in that respect, I'm, you know, I feel I'm, I'm successful. I've still got a lot, lot, long way to go. I've still got quite a long, a lot of years to go before I retire, if I retire. So, um, yeah, success <laughs> is, is, is moving forward, being proud of what you've done. Um, keep, keep going don't 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 stop and and don't also you know one thing not to rely on your past success to define you okay so the things you've done in the past like are good and you're proud yeah. of and it's taking you where you are right now but from now you know i have to keep going i'm as i'm as only i'm as good as as my last mc event right that's that's mm -hmm. the way I see it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm as good as my last job, like a singer, I suppose. There's only as good as his last album, perhaps. Um, and then, most importantly, how do people connect with you? Your social and your website. Really simply uh, through main main uh, channel through LinkedIn. Um, working on my website at the moment. Um, so, link up on LinkedIn if you've listened to this conversation. Uh, or you're in Scott's network and you've you've heard of me or you've as I say listened to this, found it intriguing. You want to challenge me on anything? 
you disagree <laughs> if you disagree with anything or all of it if you disagree with everything reach out and tell me why you disagree um yeah reach out and um see what i'm doing a lot of what i'm doing right now is 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 based on the some uh, many of the things that i've already shared with you um, in in this podcast virtually how to help people get really good at virtual exchanges how they how they move what they say storytelling getting the right chemistry the trust and helping people build that confidence so they get closer to those outcomes they want so if you or your team feel like i could be a good fit uh, um, in your company for example i help you or your team reach out and let's see where we can collaborate awesome all right that's all i got that's it <laughs> that's perfect I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own cost and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 